Darkcast Network. Out of the shadows come the best indie podcasts. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, babe. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Have you heard about the McDonald's employee in North Carolina who shot a customer? No. Okay. In the store? Yes. It must have been a difficult customer. Uh, well, what happened was um, the two, there were two customers, female customers, who were fighting in McDonald's because that's a regular occurrence, isn't it? What, uh, no, sorry, I'm trying shit. They were, try, they were arguing. They were in the McDonald's. They went to the bus stop. They were arguing in the bus stop. They came to McDonald's. One of them left and then they came back and came up to the McDonald's employee and touched him and he had a concealed gun and he shot her. Wow. Yeah. So don't fuck with McDonald's employees. And, and then, any, yeah. he was later arrested at uh, an elementary school when he was picking up his kid. Okay. Yeah. So the police was like, he was not trying to harm the kids. We just got him there because he was picking up his child. But yeah, why? But what, what was the, what's the laws there though? I think he's allowed a pass, isn't he? I don't, I don't fucking know. It's literally, I don't it know. depends on the situation, uh, I think. Yeah. Because you're allowed you, to carry Can you have a gun on you? When you are on shift at McDonald's in North Carolina, oh, that's true. He was at work. I don't he think was. That's true. He was at work. He was yeah. on shift. So I don't know what the laws are. It no. was a concealed, you know, yeah, gun. I suppose it's probably legal. I don't know what the rules are. Ah, uh, law. Hey. But you know that girl should have just taken that fight outside and then left it there. Do you know what I mean? Just don't. No. Yeah. Don't what fight. were they fighting over? Some fries? Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's what unclear. could you possibly fight over in McDonald's? I don't know. But that's why I don't go to McDonald's. No. It's just... It's a rip-off it's these a days anyway. Oh, my God. It's McDonald's a is a rip-off. It's a shit. Yeah. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? It's too expensive for the quality of its food. And it's just... It's lack of quality. It's Literally. Awful. It's a joke now. Like, I'm veggie anyway, so I'm not <laughs> interested in that. But... Um, that was a thing for a little while, though. I think a couple of years ago, baby, baby, just before COVID, I think everyone was doing this veg thing, right? Mm. Vegan food, vegan food. Oh, they do it like in January every and year. Like that. But and then, then and now I feel like it's died down a bit. I think, oh, I think okay. the hype's gone It's so now. expensive. Do you know yeah. how much? Well, it's not. Well, it depends if you're actually cooking or not. But if you're not cooking, if you want to rely on like the cheeky yeah. frozen shit, not frozen, but you know, yeah. pre-made stuff, it's expensive. And as well just get yourself. And a apparently, steak. it's not even good for you. Like terms of like, no. there's not much nutrition in like a lot of the ready-made vegan burgers, things no. like that, stuff like. I mean, that. I don't, I don't know. I, I eat them. So. Do you like them? How does it taste? So, it's hit and miss, but a lot of them are really good. Yeah. But I did have a, I did have a ham and cheese, vegan ham and cheese toasty once, uh, and it was very much like a normal yeah. ham and cheese. A lot of them are really toasty. good. So I was like, I was really surprised. I couldn't believe it. The only thing that gave it away was the color difference of the yeah. meat. A lot um, of the, yeah, like even the, the texture yeah. for me is an issue sometimes. Like with the fake hams and stuff, I don't like the texture, so I just, I just skip it. Yeah. But some of it is really good, like the corn. Um, Escalops. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Really good. Recommended. Highly recommended. But anyway, this is not a no, vegetarian not. cooking podcast. This is a true crime podcast. This is the Pod of Terror. Hello, everyone. My name is Pat. And my name is Darcy. Uh, welcome. Uh, I think we should just dive in straight away. Let's go. Andre Lee Thomas was born in 1983 in Sherman, Texas. He was a bright child who excelled at school despite his rough upbringing. 
He grew up in poverty in a small house where electricity and running water were often in short supply, unfortunately. His mother, Rochelle Thomas, like her mother before her, believed that she was receiving special messages from God in her head and suffered from religious delusions. She hardly worked and struggled to provide for her growing brood of children, and eventually she would have six of them. She married Danny Thomas in 1975, and Danny was a whole different fucking kettle of fish altogether. He had issues with drugs and alcohol as well as the law. He once shouted, kill, after a night of drinking and randomly shot a bullet upstairs where the boys were sleeping at night. Just because why the fuck not, right? The Thomases divorced in 1989 and Rochelle continued to act erratically, to say the least. She went on and on about God speaking to her, walked around the house wearing next to nothing to the horror of her children who begged her to get dressed, but she refused and sometimes she would tell Andre that she wished she'd bolted him. When he turned 10, he um, started telling his friends that he could hear voices in his head, specifically angels and demons arguing with each other, and he couldn't stop them. He seriously struggled at that time, and he would argue with the voices out loud. Soon enough, he reached for alcohol and drugs to drown down, mm-hmm. to drown out the voices, as you would. His first suicide attempt um, happened whilst he was still in elementary school. By the time he was 14, he's already tried twice. At 15, he ended up at the juvenile detention centre for minor misdemeanours and car theft, where he was placed on suicide watch. He was released two days later with no support or guidance whatsoever, just off your fuck, little boy. We know you are disturbed, but we're just going to leave it at that. The voices and hallucinations were not constant, though. It wasn't like it was like, you know, 24-7 he was like that. Um, he still managed to live a somewhat kind of regular life of a teenager. You know, he, he actually managed to get a part-time job. He was he was all right. Uh, he just, you know, the regular stuff. He rode yeah. his bike, just hanging out with mates and all of that. And he even had a girlfriend, Laura Boren. You know what they say about teenagers? They're fucking idiots mm-hmm. and they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they do. And it's just... You just get on with it. So, Laura became pregnant at 14. Bloody hell, they're young. Yeah. Mistakes, eh? Well, well, I mean, yeah, I think at 14. It's a mistake. Yes, at at 14, 14, it's... It's it's, not exactly like they're married with a house and a farm and they're having a baby. Even at 18, you look like, you're you're just about an adult, so it's fine. You just have to fucking suck it up and go with it. It's fine. But yeah, um, 14. So, um, Andre dropped out in ninth grade, which is apparently he was 15, so right about that time. And he got several jobs to prepare for the baby and to support Laura, which I found very sweet. Yeah. That he was... Can you imagine at 15? Having to take on that kind of responsibility. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It's just mad. They named the baby Andre Jr. and Andre Sr., our Andre, nicknamed him Juicy... (laughs) Fucking juicy. <laughs> I don't know why, but juicy is kind of cute, isn't it? Hello, juicy. <laughs> the couple married in 2001, and uh, it was Andre's 18th birthday. Uh, the marriage was very short-lived, though, as you would expect, and it lasted four months. And during that time, his mental health continued to deteriorate. He dyed his hair bright orange, which isn't a sign of a mental health problem, 
Because who doesn't like a cheeky little mm. do after a breakup? But the people around him were like, something weird is fucking going on. Like, not that the other... Now, you know, talking to angels and yeah. demons wasn't enough. But yeah, they were like, okay, this is weird. Um, he would only dress in camo. He wouldn't shut up about the Bible. And once he ran into a church and dipped his head in the holy water basin because apparently he was possessed by demons. He would... <laughs> He got a job kind of on and off um, for the city. And one of the jobs he got was digging graves. And when he was doing that, he would climb down into the freshly dug grave and just lie down motionless, which I imagine must have been really fun for the people who were working with him. It's like, what? What is this? What? <laughs> uh, God apparently told him not to talk sometimes, so he would uh, duct tape his mouth shut. And once he kept it on for three days straight. That's a good way of not talking. Yes. Duct tape your own mouth. Yeah. Three days straight, though. That can't be... Yeah. Well, I could go three days... Oh, no. I'm so chatty. I need... Oh, you I couldn't. Yeah. You, babe, you couldn't. Honestly, the fact that I even started that sentence, I feel much confident. I know. And I had to check And myself, very babe, quickly, I'm like, oh, no. no not me. Not so sure about that. Maybe I'll need the duct tape. No. But I'm... Yeah, I mean, water. Water. How long can you last? Yeah, it's about three days you can last without yeah. water, can't you? Can you? You can last longer, I think, but it can't... It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been fun. Yeah, no. he'd have been exhausted and everything by three days. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So he didn't even open it for food or water. He just kept it. I don't know. It sounds like it was literally he would just yeah. lactate three days straight. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he would quite frequently have loud discussions with his own hand or the floor. So yeah, that's that. Um, meantime, Laura entered a new relationship and moved in with another man. Okay. She just moved on completely, and they had a baby together. Whilst Andre was fixated on getting her back, obviously when he wasn't talking about the revelation yeah. and the, the revelations yeah. in the Bible, he was just like, "I need to get my girl back yeah. and my child back." In January of two thousand and three, he moved in with his brother Brian, and it was a mighty fucking train wreck. No one knew it at the time, but both brothers would later be diagnosed with schizophrenia. Shit. Yeah, and whilst Andre um, abused alcohol, his brother Brian likes to half-paint. And they fought very frequently frequently and violently, and during one of those fights, Brian was stabbed in the back by Andre. And then Andre calmly just waited for the cops to turn up, and he spent three months in jail. And that was the end of them being roomies. Um. Uh, one of Andre's friends once took him to a mental health clinic where they told him to report to the hospital because they were like, go yeah. to the hospital, bro. And they requested an emergency detention order, which basically means that he has to go to the hospital. And if he doesn't turn up, he will be arrested. He will be, you know, especially yeah. like a kind of sectioning kind of thing. Andre never went to the hospital, however, and the police never followed up or tried to find him. They just completely ignored it. The next day, his beloved auntie, Angel Thomas, died. She was a steady adult figure in his um, life growing up, and he'd uh, often take refuge in her house when he was a child, obviously, with the very unstable upbringing that he had with his mum. You know, doing her thing and his father also mm. not being great. So it was a huge blow, understandably. He took it really hard when she passed. Then in March 2004, he was drunk and high as fuck on cough medicine, coricidin, and he went to Laura's apartment to see Juicy, Andre Jr. 
However, he was so fucked up that he passed out face first on the living room floor. And when he came to, Laura angrily kicked him out. She was like, just get the fuck out. What are you doing? That same night, after getting home, he stabbed himself and fell asleep. His mother took him to the hospital the next day when she realised that he did that to himself. And the stab wound wasn't really serious. Uh, But the nurse obviously was like, what? So she noted that he was um, certainly psychotic by that point. He was, you know, Mm. in a very bad state. Uh, And he was seen by Dr. William Bowen. The doctor applied for an emergency detention order once again. But this doctor was serious. He was like, no, no, we need you. We, you Finally. need help. Yeah. Uh, and he just had to pop out of the room to get the paperwork and stuff. And whilst he was out of the room, Andre no slipped way. out and no disappeared. Way. Yeah. Dr. Bowen, however, was like, no. And he immediately called the police and he described the way like Andre described him. Yeah. And he warned them that he could be dangerous, yeah. that he's in a really bad state. The next day, March 27th, Andre went to Laura's apartment. Her boyfriend was already at work. It was early in the morning. He kicked down the door and Laura, obviously she didn't know what the fuck was going on. So she charged at him, like trying to stop him. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? He plunged one of his knives. Uh, he had three, three knives on him. He plunged one of them into her chest. He reached into her chest cavity to take out her heart but took out a part of her lung instead. Didn't... Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. He then headed for the children's room, where he stabbed four-year-old Juicy, his son, and one-year-old Leia, and removed their hearts. He then laid down next to Laura's body and stabbed himself three times in the chest, awaiting death. However, death never fucking came, did it? And he was very disappointed and concerned, like, why the fuck am I not dead yet? So, instead of dying, he decided to put the organs he removed in his pocket and he walked home. It was um, a five-mile walk, so if you ask me, it's quite quite a walk. Well, and he stabbed himself in the chest, right? Like, what, 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 yes, right? and he literally just... He took kids' hearts out and... Part I mean, of the lung like of a, a woman. Tale, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, is this just like a normal person walking around in fucking Sherman, Texas? Is this like no one, no one got concerned, or did he clean himself up? I doubt that. You so, know, I don't I mean, know. Sometimes you miss the most obvious things. You're just getting on with your day. That is true. You you're just driving spot- child discounts. Yeah. Just get out of my way. Like yeah. you don't even see it. Probably. That's true. That's true. But yeah, he just walked home. He just went home. Uh, But then a little while later, he had a bit of a think about it and he presented himself at the police station and he told them what he did. Um, He said the three victims were possessed and he was trying to save their souls. And he said, I thought it was what God wanted me to do. He had to um, undergo emergency surgery for the stab wounds that he inflicted on on himself. And he was then taken to Grayson County Jail, where he became increasingly psychotic. His behaviour just got so much worse. He would say that he was the 13th warrior on the dollar bill, whatever that means. Some conspiracy stuff. Yeah, I, I think it might yeah. be. Yeah, there's so much conspiracy stuff on the dollar alone. I know the dollar, <laughs> like the it really sucks you in. Like you just follow it in, and you're just like, whoa, Some proper Illuminati bullshit. Yeah, Illuminati yeah I don't know. Yeah. I should, we should probably Google it. What is the thirteenth 
warrior of the dollar bill. I don't know. Yeah, but he said, yeah, so it's that kind of rambling. He said that Laura and the kids weren't dead, but their hearts were free from evil. And he read the Bible a lot whilst he was in there. Uh, five days after the murders, he read Matthew 5.29. And I can't believe that in this lifetime I would be quoting the Bible to you because I'm not the type. But let's go. This is Matthew 5.29. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. It kind of even rhymes, you know. Nice. Thanks, Bible. What is uh, the meaning of the, that particular... Fuck no, it's the Bible. It's whatever you want it to mean, I suppose. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense with their particular situation because you pull out someone's heart. They don't have a chance of surviving, do they now? Well, I suppose Andre took that verse quite literally and he gouged out his right eye with his bare hands. So, yeah, if you want it to be literal, it can be literal. When he was in the hospital after that incident, he demanded to see Laura because he loved her and he needed her to forgive him. Initially, Andre was deemed incompetent to stand trial because, duh. Mm. Um, and he was sent to North Texas State Hospital where he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. And so basically he was supposed to stay there and, and receive treatment until he's better and under control and fit to stand trial. Uh, 47 days later, he was back at Grayson County Jail. Dr. Joseph Black wrote to the judge that Andre was now competent to stand trial and gave him a new diagnosis, substance-induced psychosis. He wrote, quote, It is possible that he may engage in gestures or behaviours, including those possibly involving self-harm, in a bid to appear more seriously mentally ill than he is, and to avoid the consequences of the current um, charges he faces. Mm. Mm, so yeah, that wasn't great for Andre. And what wasn't great for Andre either was his defence team, who did not challenge that opinion whatsoever. So the trial went They were probably petrified to be around him. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but 47 days... I, I don't, it's a hard one, this one, to be honest. I don't know. It's like the mental illness that he has is a serious one. Mm-hmm. And people that suffer from it, they just they don't know who they are. No. Um, they don't know what they're doing. It's like it's a really sad one. Like it's not the person that you know that's in them once they get that, once their head like gets to that situation. It's like a totally different person. Not that I'm giving, <laughs> giving them an excuse. Like he did like, Cut yeah, the hearts of two no, children, no, but, um, including one of his own. But like, I, I agree. His I, mind is completely like he's, he's not, gone. He's yeah, gone. He's gone. He's not there, yeah. is he? Like the lights are on, but no one's no, home. Kind of exactly. Thing. So it's really hard. Um, but yeah, he the, the trial went ahead. They apparently he was fit to stand trial after like a month and a half. Sure, whatever. Cool. Uh, he was offered a plea deal. If he pleaded guilty, he would be sentenced to life in prison with a chance of parole after forty years. Again, uh, which. I would think is a good deal, all things considered. This brother does not need to be out and about. No, no, yeah. we don't need him out. No, 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 no not but at all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah. He's not safe. We'll discuss that. What well, yeah. our thoughts, I guess, later. But um, yeah, his father and his uh, one of his aunties begged him to take it. They were like, "Yeah, please just take the fucking That's deal." The one, yeah. Uh, but his mother 
uh, during one of her very, very few visits to see him, told him not to accept, saying that God will take care of him. So he pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. So death sentence was now on the table for him. Because mummy said so. The prosecution claimed that the crime was fueled by substance abuse, quoting the letter from Dr. Black. Like, mm. you know, because he was, he was, he yeah. was drunk. He was abusing, you know, yeah. it's, it's never gonna. It doesn't make your situation any better. No. But unfortunately, it's the path that a lot of the people that have that particular mental illness go down. Yeah. Because it's so hard for them to cope with the situation. Mm. It is. I mean, a lot of the time as well, people, apparently people with, you know, conditions like that, most mm. of the time they are actually a danger to themselves yes. rather than others. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that. Yeah. Um, the defense obviously like, argued that he was not guilty by reason of insanity because fucking vaguely pointing at everything that's happened. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in court, um, Andre was, um, acting fucking weird. Uh, he was pumped full of drugs, obviously, to like, get him better, I suppose. He would uh, munch on sweets throughout the whole thing. He played with a stress ball that he eventually broke and just fucking like, messed around with it in court. And at times he seemed completely just out of it, like, you know, different kind of planet situation. So he was useless to the defence to do anything, really. Uh, before the sentence was read, he was asked if he had anything to say. He only looked at Laura's family and uh, and apologised to them, which I suppose it's this might make you think that he knows what he's done, apologising to her family. But um, a young attorney um, on the defence team broke down in tears when the sentence was read and Andre gave her a little pat on the back and he said, it'll be okay. She said... He didn't grasp what had just happened. He was trying to comfort me because I was upset, not because he had been sentenced to death. Andre was sent to death row in Livingston, where he spent 23 hours a day confined to a 6 by 10 foot cell, where his mental health continued to deteriorate. Of course. As it fucking would for most of us, yeah. I imagine. He couldn't understand why he was imprisoned for something God told him to do, and angels and demons continued fighting in his head. He could see tiny demons coming out of the walls and playing music to him. He cut his throat with the side of a plate, threatened to hang himself, cut his wrist, the whole lot. Uh, in October of 2008, his sentence was upheld after obviously lots of appeals and everything. Yeah. So that was October 2008. Uh, in December of the same year, Andre ripped his left eyeball out and ate it. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I said that as you were taking, taking a, a sip. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, wow. I just feel like you are never going to be prepared for that kind of information. Are if you? he took his own eye out. The remaining one, because obviously he's already took yeah. out the first one. He took out um, the left eyeball out and he ate it. That is crazy. Yeah. He, um, he told the doctors that it was so that the government can't hear his thoughts. I's got to do with that, but anyway. Yeah. That's that was my first thought. Yeah. If you want, what? Why? Why I'm through the eyes? Your ear, but, but I, the ear the was my, doesn't work like. May, I yeah, don't know. Maybe we've just got some a different connection. We clearly didn't see that God showed him between the that eyes. That is true. And the ear. That is true. Yeah, that God had a different plan for Andre. 
Boy, boy. <laughs> yeah. So um, after that, he was taken to an institute housing inmates with mental health issues, and for and now he's fully blind as well at this point. Yes, right? he's fully blind. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got he's no just, eyes. No, he's got no eyeballs. He ate one, chucked yeah. the other one. Yeah, which okay, like okay, we're gonna talk about it. But first of all, can you imagine? gouging your own fucking eye I'm out. thinking the pain like even if I attempted if you tried your brain would just not let you yeah, be like, the what pain the fuck alone I'd be like bro it's the same like do you know with your pinky finger apparently yeah. you can very easily like bite your fingers fingers off but your brain is like don't do that bro don't do that is that right that is it if you really it's like a carrot it's like a mm. carrot it's so easy to bite off the <laughs> pinky but your brain is just like nah Nah, we might it. need it. Yeah, no, we might just, need just it if we're drinking tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, what is the use of a pinky? But anyway, <laughs> no, but it is. But yeah. so, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, yeah, so he went to the institute for you know inmates with mental health issues, and for the first time ever, he actually received ongoing medical treatment. You know, rightly so, probably. It also came out that jurors selected for the trial admitted racial bias. So uh, let me clarify here. Andre is a black man and Laura was a white woman. Okay. We're in Texas. Okay. Their jury was white, all, all of them, all 12 of them, and three of them openly admitted that they disapproved of people of different races marrying or having children, yet they were allowed to serve. It was like, all right, well, we don't mind. Um, they said, wow. yeah, uh, when asked about interracial marriage, they said this and like, let, I'll let you pick your favorite one. So you've got three options. So option number one, I don't believe God intended for this. Option number two, I think it is harmful for the children involved because they do not have a specific race to belong to. And option number three, I think we should stay with our bloodline. Bloody hell. <laughs> Can you believe this shit? Yeah. So these people are like, oh yeah, no, we're, we're, we're okay to stand trial, yeah? Because we clearly have a fucking bias here. Even if it's not a case that involves... Do you know what like, kind of fucking... Like, cause what here, is this shit? Yeah, the, the, the perpetrator's black, the victim's white. Yeah. The, the fact that they even answered these questions, they absolutely shouldn't be in the jury. But even if it's a case that has nothing to do with race, if they if this was one of their answers, I'd not even include them. Do you know what I mean? Like you I have you get no opinion, bro. No, you get no opinion because you clearly have no fucking brain whatsoever. And your so. bias is unacceptable. Do you know? What like I mean? I'm sorry, that's just too. Which much. Which one's your favorite then? Is it God intended for this? Is it harmful for the children because they? I like the bloodline one. The bloodline fucking wins. It's isn't very it? Harry Potter. Blood, it is, blood crap. and it's just like yeah. it's, it's very kind of like oh, yeah, we're it's special. Just, yeah, when it's fuck our cousin, cousin exactly. Yeah, just so that I can keep it in the family. Cause stop it. I now. know. I was kind of stuck between yeah. two and three, but I think but number bloodline. two as well. I, I just I think people over. I don't get that specific race to belong to. What like. It's a community thing. Like you, some people like if they. It's like it's like they. Uh, people have spoken to me about it. Like because I really I'm from Sri Lanka, right? So yeah. I got uh, there was war there, and we we get we move here and over there as well. There's civil war, so it's like there's an. I, the people say like people that come from my background, they're like, oh, we come from a place with identity crisis, that kind of stuff. I think I think people read into it too much. 
I personally I think so yeah I think we're adults and there's people that have gone through a lot in life and you just have to keep on going and keep moving up but I don't think you have to over analyze things like that I don't know but no, I think they're trying to say that if they were born from both like they had if they were part of both races and they won't feel like they're actually connected to one but I don't think me, neither of us can answer that because we're not no. from that kind of background yeah no I guess we, we I guess somebody that really has that background could say but then some that, that but, person should say not a jury but the person who said it was a fucking full white person exactly so, what do you know what bro? do you know yeah, exactly yeah. how could you speak how on do you that? have yeah, how do you get an opinion on that yeah <laughs> But yeah, it's just like a specific race to belong yeah, to, like said just... a white fucking person. All right, yeah. well, sure, okay, cool. But yeah, anyway, these people were the ones. So, so I, the, the, there's definitely been racial bias in that case, hundred percent. And that's the three that admitted yeah. it. Imagine what the rest of them. You oh, don't, wow. you know? Yeah, they didn't say shit, but yeah. they were thinking the same thing, if not yeah. worse. So you know, that was just the three fucking yeah. probably you know conceal and carry yeah. or whatever the fuck it is, and I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so these people were deciding about the whole thing. Uh, so, you know, obviously it's a bit iffy, isn't it? And the Supreme Court looked into this years later and they actually said that it was no biggie, really, no problem. So, all right. Ultimately, it was um, Andre's defence team that fucked up because they didn't challenge the doctor. No. They should have gone like, no, we need second yeah. opinion. Like, what the fuck is that? 47 days. And he's clearly had this. issues since yeah. he was a child. Yeah. Um, then this shit, they didn't question yeah. it either. So, um, yeah, they, they might have fucked up a little bit. Andre was supposed to be executed on the 5th of April, 2023, actually. But the date was withdrawn after defense requested that his uh, competency be reviewed, mm. which at least they fucking did that. So that's great. His attorney said that Andre is, quote, one of the most mentally ill prisoners in Texas history. He's not competent to be executed, lacking a rational understanding of the state's reason for his execution, which I think I agree with. Yeah, me too. Based on this information, I do think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of, um, the author of the Texas Monthly article, which was uh, one of the yeah. major sources for this, uh, amazing, amazing article. And yeah, they often have really good articles, actually. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, she wanted to speak to Andre, like, you know, in person for just to speak to him. She was denied and they told her, quote, the policy is meant to protect inmates who may not be mentally competent to sit for an interview. And she thought, fucking ironic, since he's competent enough for trial and execution, but he's not competent enough to talk to me, a journalist. He's not competent enough to exactly. speak to a, an outsider, but he's okay to be, you know, put on trial and put to death. But, um, yeah, as of now, Andre is still in um, a secure unit for the state's more mentally ill prisoners and is in a bit of a legal limbo. We don't know what's going to happen to him. It's been, obviously... A long time. A long time. Yeah. But, you know, his story... It's fucked up, isn't it? Because is it right to execute him? He he did take lives yeah. of children and his own Laura, child. He clearly child. cared for and loved yeah. while he had the mental capacity to because he dropped out of school, got a bunch of jobs. He tried. He, he tried. tried. You yeah. know, he had a cute nickname for the kid. He clearly loved the kid, yeah. loved his, you know, ex-partner. But it's a hard one. I have a problem with Because, like, if you want to argue it, a lot of these, a lot of the people who do kill, they have mental health yeah. issues. 
But How is he different? That's very true, but he he has no control, whereas they know, some of them know what they're doing is wrong. Mm. Whereas at the time that he was doing what he was doing, he truly believed he was doing an act of God. Yeah. So he, you know... And it's just, yeah, it's just a it's very, a very know. interesting debate. But the thing on... is, so you mentioned right in the beginning that his mother had the similar situation. Oh, yeah. And it so seems like it was a mental health illness a, that passed a on. A DNA yeah. genetical issue that yeah. they had, because uh, so did her parent, like her, her, her mother, mother, yeah. and so like a, a generation above as well. So yeah. like, this is a passed on issue. Why did it take so long for people around them to to try, maybe get him some help from a young age, get him medicated yeah. from a young age? I don't know. Yeah, especially that. Yeah, he. It just seems it, like once again, it's a system failure. Isn't yeah, because if it's generations. Like surely somebody from that community or that had links to that family could be like, okay, we need to get these kids some help. We need to because the, mm. the, the younger brother also had a similar problem. So yeah, so like the two, the two of six, so there were six kids, and the two of the brothers were officially diagnosed. I don't know about the other kids. There's nothing mm. about them. Plus, you know, you know, yeah. whatever. But um, clearly, you know, what do you do? But when he he was obviously suffering from mm. mental health issues from a very very young age yeah. no one stepped in no i think that was a problem yeah that could have prevented maybe if someone stepped happening. in a little bit sooner yeah. this never would have happened because maybe he would be put on the right meds get the right support and yeah. you know but yeah we're, oh my god it's like a story is all this fucking time isn't it people not getting the help that they need to avoid horrible situations happening i just you know laura's family I feel I do feel terrible and the kids as well they were babies like tiny little honestly tiny and, little babies and, and, and she probably didn't Laura probably never expected him to get this well they bad. were 14 yeah she was 14 when, when she got yeah. pregnant like you know when you're you don't know what the yeah. fuck is going on and you you know how are you supposed to know that it's going to be this dangerous it's crazy so I so one of the in the neighbourhood I grew up a kid that also grew up like, a few years younger than me mm. Really nice boy, really funny, really jokes, uh, great personality, everything. Um, everyone loved him. The whole neighborhood knew him. He was always going up and down, talking to everyone, chatting, super nice. Comes, the family's lovely too. He got diagnosed with, um, uh, schizophrenia. schizophrenia. Yeah. And it really, and then uh, a few years later on, when I did see him again, I promise you was not the same person. It was a, it was like he, he didn't recognize most of us. He didn't talk to most of us. He didn't, like it was crazy the change. Like you could see the full change in the person. It wasn't not even a, like a tenth of who he used to be was in him. And his family really tried. They got him medication. They tried to get him help. Um, they kept him in the house as much as they can, but they had to send him to a clinic because it was getting really bad and the neighbors were really struggling at night because he just wouldn't sleep and he was making noise and throwing things all sorts of stuff and and it was DNA as, as a, a genetics as well yeah, because some other family members had some similar time, yeah. situations and it was like the way he changed like from the the kid I knew that we all grew up with to who he is now like it's a lot like, of the time crazy as well like mental illness like that you yeah once you had like puberty and then like yeah he was a lot something of, a lot triggered of issues, like he, he went yeah. to university this kid that I grew up with and some event happened something some incident happened it's not even him. that you know a lot of the yeah. time but obviously like yeah. a bit of a 
traumatic yeah. event. Sometimes will it trigger it, or sometimes it just but naturally progresses. Like, which is, I think is the case for this guy. Yeah, a lot of the time. Well, bless him. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But his it's aunt's awful. death probably was a little trigger for him as well. I think he just really struggled yeah. overall, and he never got any help no. that he should have gotten. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of mental illnesses, like um, young men especially. I think yeah. it's like I think adolescence up to like early 20s is the peak time for it yeah. to actually come out mm. in people so it's it's a struggle really and, it's and just, if you don't help if you don't look out for them if you don't get them medicated you see and that's the them, problem because he will, did this his will happen. friend his friend did take him to the yeah. you know to get him checked out they were like you have to check yourself yeah. into the hospital we need to yeah. like basically keep an eye on you and he fucking disappeared. Police didn't do anything about it, even though they were supposed to arrest him because it was a danger to society. Yeah. And here we fucking go. It's just the same fucking story every time, isn't it? I read another story in America as well. I can't remember whereabouts it was, but it was a similar situation where everybody around him knew he had the situation. He mm. knew what he had. He went to the police many times with all sorts of crazy stories and stuff like that. And the people tried to help. His family tried to help. They, But you just don't know what to do in this situation. Yeah. Because they're not the person you know. They're no. a completely different And you're person. helpless. How the fuck are you supposed yeah. to help? Yeah, and um, I, I, I remember in the beginning, the, the the family that I know, in the beginning they were really trying to talk to him, trying to get to, through to him, support him and stuff. But later on they sort of just took a back seat and just let him do whatever he wants because they just didn't know how to get through to him yeah. and they really tried, like everything they could. But it's like it's like a talk, sometimes it's like talking to a stranger. Like you have to under- remember that this guy is not the person you know. It's a hard one. It's really difficult. Yeah. Um, and like the other case in America that guy ended up committing a murder as well but it's like it could have been prevented there was lots of things that could have been done but it's like I think the system fails you as well like yeah. I don't think we're prepared for this no you know around the world in lots of places in most places I would think I think so um, yeah it's just a really tough one to deal with it's and I don't know it's just it's one of those it really divides opinion Andre because yeah. what do we do with him yeah do we I think they all is it okay to kill him the guy depends. has no eyes, man. Like, I, I don't know if there's... That's the thing. A lot of people like, you know, the the, the doctor's opinion that, oh, he's doing it for, yeah. for show, to I show that, that he's crazy. Yeah. I think you... you I think no. the doctor's a, a diagnosis is not good enough. No. I think they need to... I think you them. actually have to yeah, have 100%. an issue to gouge out your own fucking eyes. That is not... If I wanted to act crazy, I fucking could, but I'm yeah. not touching. A, I'm, I'm not, not getting my eyes pulling out. out my eye, and my eyesight's bad. So I would <laughs> if I pull out my eye. I don't even think it's a problem, but I still wouldn't. Dude, do I mean, I'm still going to be blind yeah. as a fucking bat, honestly. So it's it's it's. I don't think that you're right. No. Uh, assess, uh, assess, assassination. 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 <laughs> I hope the doctors didn't assassinate him. <laughs> I just think it's a. Uh, yeah, I think you're yeah, right. I think they're all victims here, which is a sad, sad. Situation. It is. It does seem yeah. like that. Like yeah, isn't it? that everyone is here. a victim in the yeah. story, and and obviously the crazy mom had to pop up out oh, of nowhere and tell, him, and tell him to do something silly like that. Honestly. Do you know what I mean? Because if, it, if I imagine yes. if she never popped up and he yeah. just took the plea deal, I think we would never hear about this. Again. Exactly, he would, would have been sitting the there. Case, yeah, I mean, he probably he might have. I don't know. Yeah. So he might have popped out the other eye out anyway. But I think they would have sent him to a mental health clinic. Uh, I would, I would uh, like, like a mental health so. institution, not prison. No. And uh, they would have given him different types of treatments. So maybe he could have had like, some kind of di- different life in prison. I don't know, man. I don't know. But it does it's seem like, one, yeah, yeah. like you said, everyone is a victim in this one. Yeah, and... it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem right at all. So that was Andre Thomas. Darcy, have you got any 
Any interesting facts for us today? Yeah, to close off our little um, segment. Yeah, it's just to end on a on a fun. No, I mean, because I this this is the word fun. But no, yeah, let's not put fun. some throw some fun. Because this case, or, this case yeah. is a is a, a debate starter. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yes. Okay, so I've got one here. Should we call it fun fact anyway? Fact, <laughs> true crime fact. In the John Wayne Gacy case, there were so many bodies crammed underneath the house that the bodies melted together, and the bones had to be sorted for more than two years to put together the full skeletons. Of the victims. That's fucking insane. That's crazy. I'd, first of all, I didn't know that was even possible, but it makes sense in a way. It makes right? it, yeah. Heat and all of that. But like, wow, imagine that crammed underneath, melted together. So all that heat under that house and, and the amount of bodies. It was quite a lot of bodies there, in that yeah. case, yeah. And so, he was running out of space to hide them. Well, yeah. He like, needed, that's how yeah, bad he it got. He had to go elsewhere. So it's just crazy that they actually had to but it untangle them. Yeah, in a sense. like the body, the flesh, or whatever it was, it had to fuse together, and it took took them two years to separate the bones. And there was a large team working on that case. Yeah, so think about that. Wow. So we leave you guys on that interesting fact, and um, yeah, we'll see <laughs> you again soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wait before you go. We would love to hear some feedback. So if you could leave us a review or drop us an email at podofterror at gmail.com or find us on any social media at podofterror, we would love to hear from you guys. Bye.